0: all right right, come on let's get all the children into the church let's get everybody up in here let's get this on and popping let's go anybody excited about the word this morning come on come on yeah amen amen let's Let's show it this way, not by screaming and hollering, but by killing your cell phones, by ignoring everybody next to you, by, by just focusing on, not me, but focusing on God and saying, God, I need you to speak to me. I need you. I need help today, God. I, I need an encounter with you. I need a touch from you. If that moron on stage with a tie and jeans can give it to me, then, then but no matter what, whoever it is, I need you, God. Amen. So let's just focus that way today. Amen. Are we ready? All right. All right. Let's be, let's be, uh, let's have some reverence for the house of the God. Let's have some reverence for the word of God today. All right. Look at that. 250 people could be quiet. That's amazing. i like to start with a quote. Here's the quote this morning. There are two ways of spreading light. To be the candle or to be the mirror that reflects it. Listen, second one. In the end, a person is only known by the impact they have on others. At the end of your life, a person is only known by the impact he has on others. I, I, I want to ask you today, who, I, I want you to be, 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 be kind of inspecting and asking yourselves internally today, who am I reflecting? Who am, what, What's bouncing off of me? What am I showing? What can, can people see in me? And I want to talk to you this morning about the impact that we leave on others in a message titled, Let's Give Them Something to Talk About. I knew somebody had to sing the song. You guys are all American idled up. That's what it is. Now, we've been telling the Genesis story. And, and if you're just joining us, man, there is a year's worth, all last year, there's a year's worth of digging into the scriptures, digging into the book of Genesis online, sanctuaryfellowship.org. You can, you can download them, listen to them whenever you want. I, you know, podcast them, do whatever. There's been a year's worth of digging through the book of Genesis from the very beginning to where we're at today. And where we last left off, here we are. We were talking about Jacob. And Jacob lived with his father-in-law Laban. And he married the two daughters. He had the whole baby mama drama that we talked about. He slept with his two wives and his two wives' maids. And I just threw that in there to get the attention of those men that are visiting. To give you the hope like, hey, this might get good. (laughs) That's the Bible word. So now as as this this is all just going on, right? And as Pastor G shared last week, it's time for Jacob to step out, right? It's time for him to head back to the place where he's belonged. He's been messed with long enough. He's been cheated on long enough. He's learned some valuable lessons. And he's slowly and surely growing in the maturity that God has for him. And God is bringing him to another level. Amen? And so now, even there, there's a quick lesson for us to learn. We have to get to the point where we stop complaining about the situations that we're in. Don't, don't look at anybody. Just look straight. And we need to stop complaining and learn something already. Amen? Stop blaming everybody else for the issues that you're in. It is not your mama's fault anymore. Hey, listen, if, if your dad left, I'm sorry. If your dad didn't hug you enough, I'm sorry. But you're a grown man now. It's time to step up. How long are you going to stay there? How, for how much longer will this be an excuse for you? How long will you want to stay broken? You you, 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 can't keep, you can't follow God and you can't make a decision to come to God and say, God, I, I, I want to come to the Redeemer, to the Savior, to the one that makes me whole, to the one that heals me, to the one that cleanses me, to the one that washes me, but I want to stay broken and dirty. How long will we stay broken? Amen? Listen, now, I have every t- reason to believe that the situation that you're in right now, God knows you're in it. God knows you're there, and, and I'll give you some rough news. God might have let, even led you there in some situations. Now, there's, there's also, you know, we need to learn from the Word that the Word says that we also reap what we sow. Right? So, so listen, some of the issues that we're going through right now and complaining about to everybody and blaming everybody else for are simply the fruits from the seeds that we planted. This is from another message, but if you don't like what you're growing, change what you're planting. Amen? Listen, if you, wanna be, if you want good friends, be a good friend. If you, if you want loyalty, be loyal. If you want respect, be respectful. If you want to be loved, be loving. If you want to be cared for, be caring. If you want generosity, be generous. You, what have you have you planted that kind of seed see so many times we're asking for fruit we haven't planted it's not up to your mama or obama it's up to you <laughs> amen All right, so Jacob is done. He's done being mistreated. He, he's tired of the abuse. He's learned some lessons. And so God gives Jacob a dream. And in this dream, God tells him, it's time to come home already. Come home. Listen, for some of you, it's time to come home already. It's time to leave the place where you've been messed with, it's time to leave the place where you've been abused, It's time to leave the place where you're constantly being cheated and constantly being mistreated, and it's time to come home already. It's time to go to where God wants you to be. amen. And so Jacob tells his family how he feels, he tells them everything that's going on and and they get their stuff ready, and one night they all break out. And, and we're, talking, we're not just talking about like a little you know a little Puerto Rican family of 14 or 15. We're talking about, you know, two wives, two servants, 11, 12 kids. We're talking about goats, cattle. I mean, there's a lot. But they, they break out one night on the sneak tip. They break out. They sneak out. And, and I mean, they, did it. they broke out like ninjas. They broke out so quietly, Laban didn't find out for three days. How I many you know that was ninja status, right? It's like, pfft, gone. Three days, Laban didn't find out that they were gone. But now, in that story, there is one verse that I came across that troubled me. And, and I studied and studied, and, and this verse bothered me. Here it is. When they were about to leave, right, they're all oh, hush, hush, everything's quiet, they're black, everything's dressed secret, right, they're covered. And in Genesis 31, 19, it says this, Laban had gone to shear the sheep, and Rachel, that's the, one of the, the wives, Rachel stole her father's household gods. And I said, man, why that woman stealing the father's idols? The father had some idols. You know, the, the, the word is teraphim. It, it's a, it's a, in images. It could be it's a, it translated a lot of different ways, but basically it, it's the idea that it's some kind of carved image that people worship or that people use as, a, as a, some kind of spiritual connection point. And it says Rachel stole her father's idols. Now, the father finds out three days later. He chases them. This dude is heated. He chases them for seven days and with, with his men. He's rolling with his boys really, really deep. And he's chasing them for seven days. He finally catches up to him. And, and um, he, he, you know, he, he catches up. Even on the way as he was chasing Jacob, God appears to him in a dream. God appears to Laban in a dream, and God tells him, listen, be careful what you're going to say to Jacob, whether good or bad. God tells Laban, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself. All right? Be careful what you're about to do. See, when God calls you, somebody got to grab this today. When you're willing to leave your comfort zone, when you're willing to leave what's comfortable, when you're willing to leave what you've already known, maybe even travel through the land of your enemies, when God calls you, he'll protect you. (coughs) God will even speak to your enemies for you. I love that. My God is G, amen? He'll even speak to your enemies for you. And so, I mean, listen, he might not stop people from talking about you. He might not remove some of those uncomfortable situations. He might leave some of the rough spots around, but those rough spots are just there to sharpen you and to mature you. Amen? But when God calls you and you step out, the the beautiful thing is that he goes with you. Amen? Our walk should be giving people something to talk about. See, so, so Laban catches Jacob and he goes off on him. He tells him, why'd you sneak away? Why'd you take my, 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 uh, my daughters and my grandkids? Why didn't you let me kiss them? Why didn't you let me say goodbye? I would have thrown you a big party. I would have given you gifts. Lies, lies, lies. I would have done this. I would have done that. Why'd you, why'd you sneak out? And then here's the real juice. He, he says, and why did you steal my household gods? Now, Jacob didn't know anything about Rachel stealing the gods. So Jacob stands up. He screams on Laban. He says, man, listen, if if you search everything I got, search the tents, search the people, search everything. If you find anything of yours here, that person's not going to live. Whoa. Search me. Whatever you find that's yours, you take it. See, when you walk in in integrity, you don't have to be afraid of, of, right? You have nothing to hide. When you walk in in the way God wants you to walk, there's nothing that you need to cover. Listen, when you tell lies, you have to have a really good memory. Amen? Trust me, in high school, I was the biggest liar I've ever met in my life. I would lie for no reason. I, I just wanted to be a professional at it. And when you lie, you have to have the best memory because you have to remember the, the the chucking and jiving that you did with this one. And this. oh man, it's but when you walk walking in integrity, you got nothing to be afraid of. He said, "You took." He said, "Well, search everything, search anywhere. Imagine us telling God, God, search anything in my house, search my whole life. If there's something in my life that offends you, then take it, get it out of here. That's walking in integrity." Amen. And so, so um, he, Laban searches everywhere and he finds nothing. How come he doesn't find the gods? Because Rachel has them hidden in the sack on the camel and she's sitting on the gods. That sounds like a whole other message, right? <laughs> sitting on your god. Anyway. And, and she, she makes the excuse. She says, the, the excuse women have been using for a million years. She says, listen, the way of women are, is with me. She's saying it's that time of the month, so excuse me for not standing up, but, you know, let me, let me sit here. And it's because she's hiding the gods. <laughs> so now the story goes on, and, and within the next couple of chapters, Rachel will give birth again, and she will die. But there's no more mention of these gods that she stole. And I went searching. I said, what what is it with with that? There's no more mention now. So the interesting part for me today and how I want to relate this to us, there's much written about throughout this with many scholars, many commentators, their Jewish traditions written and stories written on this particular instance. Some people believe that she stole the gods because she was still carnal. She was still worldly she she was still trusting in other gods she she hadn't made a break and 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 decided to serve the god that Jacob serves so some people say she stole them for the, for a bad reason and if you read other commentators just as respected and they they believe that she stole them so because her father had confessed earlier that he used these these um idols to to find out what Jacob was doing And so she stole them so that he wouldn't consult these idols and find out where they were and go find them. So still, she's not trusting God. Still, she's saying there's more power in these idols than there is in the God that I'm following with my husband. So still, some people understand why she did it, but it still wasn't a great reason. She did it for protection some other people believe that the only reason she took her father's gods these are the people that see her as a really holy person right now and they they believe the only reason she took the gods away was that so that her father would stop worshipping these idols and learn that that you know that 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 she she was just trying to show her father that a god that can be stolen shouldn't be worshipped come on somebody need to hear that Listen, any God that could be taken from you does not deserve your worship. Any, listen, if you have to protect your God, then how can he protect you? If you have to supply for your God, then how can he supply for you? If you have to carry your God, uh, you know, on a thing or on a whatever, how can he carry you? If you have to feed your God, how can he feed you? If you have to bring your God with you, then that God probably can do very little in any situation. I don't know about you, but I want to serve the God that's already there. Amen. I want to serve the God that that when I'm walking into trouble, he's already there. That, that when I find myself in lack, he's already there. I, I want to serve the God that can carry me, that can feed me, that can supply for me. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> so the hard part of this is, is this. We don't really know why she took him. We, there's, there's no, there's nothing concrete and, and the, the, the situation is people are going to decide for themselves why she did what she did based on what they know or think about her. See, in the end, the person is only known by the impact he has on other people. So I I, want to, her, her reputation, her character or lack of character, her walk We'll have some people believing that she did it for good reasons, some people believing that she did it for bad reasons, and some people just kind of understanding, I understand why she did it. Well, what will people say of you and me? What are we showing? What are we reflecting? Are, are we giving people something to talk about that will bless God? Are we are we giving people something to talk about that will testify that you and I are walking with God? These are questions I want you to ask yourselves today. The other day I had a group of people in my house and we were sharing at the dinner table and I just felt like and I just started sharing all the things that God has done in my life. And all the way that God has supplied and all the way that God has. And, and every time how, I, how we've gotten to, to some rough patches and how God has taken us from that. And how we've come to the place where we've been totally dry and had nothing and how God has supplied. And I was just sharing these stories about everything that God has done in my life. But listen, you have to be very careful when you share things like that. Because if you share them the wrong way, people will look at you. And they'll walk away and say, That guy's amazing. That guy walks with God. That guy has a faith that's unbelievable. That guy is incredible. That guy. No, then you're telling the story wrong. Amen. Amen? You're telling the story wrong. See, the point of telling the story is to tell people, no, I'm a bum just like you. I'm a loser just like you. I'm a moron a lot of times just like you. And, but the thing is, I trust God and I follow God. And when I lean on him, he supplies. And when I'm scared, he's there. And, and when I need him, he, he, he meets me. Amen? So we have to be careful how, how we tell those stories. Amen? We want, to, we want to make sure that, that people understand how great our God is, how faithful he's been, how wonderful and incredible and marvelous and satisfying it is to walk with God, to trust God, to follow God, to live with God at the core. Let him see your story and give them something to talk about. Live your life in such a way that, that, that you give them something to talk about, something that would point them toward him, something that would have them question about him, something that would have them start to trust him, start to follow him, start to obey him. Listen, family, Rachel is dead and buried. And depending on how you read her story, you've decided for yourself why she took those God's. But your story, my story, is still in the making. Amen? And, and the, you, we can still have an impact on those around us. We can still have an impact on your family, on your friends, on your co-workers, on, on people that are watching you. And the good news is this. You ready for the good news? Whatever name we've made for ourselves through our past actions or the way we've walked in the past or the mistakes that we've made, as long as we're still alive, we have the power and the ability to change it. Listen, listen. If anybody's dead, if anybody's dead, then it's too late. Okay, so if you're here and you're dead, it's too late. If you're listening and you're dead, it's too late. But if you're still alive, the reputation that you have doesn't matter. Your past doesn't matter. All the mistakes that you've made doesn't matter. All the dumb things that you've done doesn't matter. That reputation that you've created for yourself that everybody knows you by. You still have the ability to change it. I love what happens next in this story. Watch, watch, lean in, lean in. This is good. This is the end. Look. Jacob Jacob is about to run into his brother. And if you remember the story, this is the brother that he cheated out of the birthright. (laughs) This is the brother that he took advantage of. This is the brother, the same brother that wanted to kill him. Thank you, man the same brother that wanted to kill him for everything that he had done. So Jacob sends messages, messengers ahead of him, and he told his brother, you know, thank God they didn't have cars and stuff back then. So when people head out, it was a, you know, seven-day journey. It was a three-day walk with camels or whatever. So there's time for, for this kind of strategy, right? So Jacob sends messengers to the brother that they hear is coming, the messengers come back and the messenger says Jacob is rolling with 400 men he is coming either to greet you or to massacre you we don't know look this is this is really really holy Jacob the w- word says gets afraid anybody be afraid if your enemies rolling with 400 deep coming towards you It says, Jacob is scared. Chapter 32, verse 7. It says, Jacob was greatly afraid. You could do it in the Hebrew, the Greek, the Spanish, the English. Jacob is scared. (laughs) Amen? And, and, And look, finally, Jacob gives us a model in his life to follow. This is what he does. He divides all of his people into two camps so that if one is attacked, at least the other one can survive. So Jacob prepares and then he calls out to God. There's a good model for you and I to follow. When we're scared, when we're in trouble, prepare and pray. Prepare. Do what you can. Do what you're able to to take care of your family, to, to meet the needs of those around you, to make sure things are right. You do what you can. You prepare and then you pray. Then you cry out to God. And it says that he cries out to God. He prepares and he prays. And then the word says that he, after he's prepared everything, he sends everybody ahead and he stays behind. Because he needed to be alone with God. He needed to pray. Or maybe because he was totally scared. The point is, at this point, he starts to call out to God and he starts to, to tell God, God, but you, come on, man, you said, God, that, that I would be blessed. You said that my children's children would be blessed. You said that I was going to walk in the promises of Abraham and I, You said, and so he starts reminding God of the promises that God has made him. He starts to cry out to God. And then it says that a, that a man appeared and he wrestled with this man. And now we know from further reading and from further expounding that this man was an angel. It was actually the incarnation of God. So Jacob wrestles with God. And it says that this wrestling goes on all night. This is a straight up MMA fight with no no referees, no bells, no cages. I I picture just they're grappling and they're sweating on each other and they're all over each other and there there's takedowns and there's and there's throwdowns and there's 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 knees and there's all kinds of wrestling. It goes on all night, all night, and and it says. That it's so so because the fight, you know, a fight that goes on all night pretty much will tell you that it's pretty evenly, right? Because if it's me and one of you, it's going to be quick, right? I'm going to take you out quick. No, You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but if things aren't matched right, you know, the fight is over right away. One, bam, one knockout, one knee is done. But this fight went on all night, so it seemed like it was pretty evenly matched. And so the, the word tells us this is so cool. When God sees that Jacob will not give up and that in the flesh they, he's not going to prevail over him, it says the angel touches his socket of his hip and dislocates it. One touch dislocates his hip. It didn't say a blow, it didn't say a strong kick or a piedra or, you know, it, it says one touch and his hip was dislocated. So see, they weren't they weren't evenly matched. This wasn't a a struggle. This was Jacob really fighting with himself, wrestling with his own submission to God, wrestling with his own his own selfishness, and and saying, God, I'm gonna wrestle. I'm gonna have my way. Listen, sometimes we get into that same type of fight with God. We wrestle to have our own way. We hold on to the things that we know aren't any good for us. We hold on to the things that we want, and and sometimes it can look like we can stand our ground, and we could you know we can't be beat. And we say, God, we're going to get our way no matter what. But the truth is one touch from God can change the way you walk. One touch from God. Why do you think he touched him in the hip? Because he wanted Jacob to walk differently from that point on. He touched him in the hip, so so that he would walk differently. Amen. One touch from God can change the way you walk. And so, in the morning, that daybreak, the, the God tells the, the angel, "Tells him, listen, it's over. Let me go." And Jacob is holding on at this point. He's got nothing. He he knows he can't win. He, he at this point, he's just holding on. You know, picture like just that that wrestle. I hate that. I can't watch that fight because it bothers me. I don't like men being that close. I can't see myself in that kind of situation. Especially for a long time, you know. But but so it, it seems like he's just, he just, he's got and he's got them all, and he's holding on to him. He knows he can't beat him, he knows he can't do anything, but he says, No, I'm not gonna let go. I won't let go until you bless me. See, Jacob has been reduced to the place where all he can do is hold on to God with everything that he has. Jacob can't fight no more. All he can do is hold on. And so that's when, listen, when you, when you stop fighting God, when you stop wrestling with God and you say, God, all I'm going to do is hold on to you. That's when God starts to do something. And the word says, he says, God asks him, what's your name? Is that a silly question? Like God doesn't know his name? Understand, listen, when God asks you a question, it's not because He wants to know something, it's because He wants you to know something. And so, Jacob says, My name is Jacob. What is he saying with that? He's saying, my name is deceiver. My name is liar. My name is cheater. My name is loser. My name is failure. My name is everything that I've always messed up. This is who I'm known. This is who I am. I'd never get anything right. My name is Jacob. And God says, no more. Listen, listen. God says, no more, your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel, one who strives with God. Jacob wrestles with God and God changes his name from deceiver to strives with God. And here's proof of that something really just happened. Verse 31 says, he walked away limping. See, after meeting with God, you walk different. How do you know when you've met with God, when you've wrestled with God? How do you know when God touches you? You walk different. And when you walk different, you give people something to talk about. Come on, man. When you walk different, when when people start to see you walk different, they say, "Wait a minute, hold up!" And the little gossip circles get together, and they and they get on the phone, they get on the three-way, they get on Facebook, they get on the chat, they get on AIM, they group message everybody. Do do you see this guy? No, I don't know. And 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 they'll start, and people will start yapping and yapping. Why? Because you gave them something to talk about. You're walking different. You're not walking the way you used to walk. Now now it's up to you because all those naysayers are going to keep talking until you keep walking. Amen? And they're going to keep talking. And some will take it 10 years from now. They'll still think you were the bum you were 10 years ago, even though you've been walking differently steadily for 10 years now. But we don't care about those. Amen? Those are just bocicheros. They're going to talk forever anyway until they meet with God, until God makes them walk different. But that's not the ones we're concerned about at the moment. We're concerned about those that are watching you, just testing you. Watching you just to see if it's real. Watching you to see, man, if if God could turn him around, then there might actually be something to this God. I'm going to watch him. I, I might talk about him. I might doubt. I might I might murmur here and there, but I'm really watching him. And and if this thing lasts a couple of weeks, if this thing lasts a couple of months, if this thing lasts a couple of years, man, I might just try that God that he's following. Amen. So so church, we need to walk like we can give people something to talk about. Amen. So so hear me, hear me. No matter whatever your reputation has been, I believe God has you here for a reason, man. I, I believe it. Ethan said it. I, I mean, I, I believe it. I believe nothing. None of you. None of you. Put it this way: None of you showed up today, and God said, "Oh snap!" <laughs> but, but I didn't know. God, I don't care where you could come from, Siberia today. God got you here somehow. He knew you were going to be here. He wanted to speak to you. Amen. You might think you came here for a baby dedication. Ha! But listen, listen. No matter what your reputation has been, no matter what you've been called in the past, no matter what impact you've had on people, we have to get to the place where we can stop fighting God, stop resisting God, and just hold on to Him. Just hold on to God. You don't have to fully believe it. You don't have to fully receive it. You don't just hold on to God. Get to the place where you hold on to God. The thief on the cross. Remember, right when Jesus was crucified, it was a thief that mocked him, and then uh, and then the other one that that. That, that set, set the other guy straight. And so that, that guy, all he did was he acknowledged that he was guilty, that he deserved death. But this Jesus who was dying on the cross, he was doing this for somebody else. He told the other guy, man, shut up. You idiot. We, we deserve, we're murderers. We're things, we deserve what we're getting. This guy hasn't done Nothing. And, and all he did was acknowledge that he was a sinner, and he said, Jesus, remember me, man, when you... And God told him, today you'll be with me in paradise. See, the power of the gospel is that the same blood that washes over someone that we might think is pretty good, it washes over the worst of sinners in the same way. See, the way God could wash over your sweet little great-grandma, he purifies the same wicked, murdering thief that hung on the cross next to Christ. That man never got to go to church. That man never got to get baptized. He never got to get presented. He never got to be confirmed or, or whatever else that we think we have to do before. He, nothing. All he did was acknowledge He confessed with his mouth and believed in his heart, like Romans says. He never got the chance to do anything else right, but talk to Jesus and acknowledge that he was a sinner. And so for you and for me, I'm I'm ending with this. Listen, whatever worship team you could come, whatever your name is, when you leave this church today, let people see you walking differently. If you've wrestled this whole service, I know we went a little long today. I'm, I, I don't apologize, but. If you've wrestled through this whole service and you've wrestled with, you've been fighting it all along. I don't believe, God. I don't believe. You want to cry, but you still want to fight. I don't believe, God. I don't even believe in you. Well okay, but I don't even believe in you you've been fighting this whole service. listen, some of you have been sitting here fighting or 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 you have that scientific mind you're like no, I think I do believe we came from monkeys and I do believe there is proof and I do believe science can prove that the single cell can replicate and I do believe the big bang and I do believe that there was a bang and and, and life formed and I do believe that the baby in the womb and that whole miracle that Paul spoke about happened by chance. You're wrestling with God, wrestling. Before you leave, we're going to give you one last opportunity to let God touch you, to let God change your name, to let God change the way you walk. All that's needed today is for you to have that one conversation with Jesus that that the thief on the cross had. Acknowledge that you're a sinner, Acknowledge that even though you may have wrestled with God for so long, today is the day of surrender. If that's you, would you just come join us, man? Come on, if that's you, would you just join us? Stop fighting, stop wrestling. Amen. Amen. This whole service, this whole church is for you guys today. Everything that happened today is because God loves you. Amen. 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 As we just start to worship, I'm just going to invite you to have that conversation with God. I'm not going to lead you in a prayer because I'm not always going to be there with you. You're going to have to learn right from day one. None of you are, are, uh, you're mature in a lot of other ways. It's time to get mature in this. Amen. So I'm not going to lead you in any kind of prayer. There isn't some kind of special prayer that will save you or change your life. There has to have a, a conversation between you and God. And it doesn't have to be real religious. You don't have to speak King James. You don't have to say, "Thy thus forth. Cleanse my iniquity. And use these ridiculous words. Just say, God, I'm, I'm dirty. I made some stupid mistakes. Just like everybody else in this room. Just like even the guy in the, in, in the tie. I made some dumb mistakes and God, I just want to be, I just want to hang on to you. I just want to hold on to you. I just want to be transformed. I don't want to leave this front area walking the same way that I walked up to it. I want to walk different. And in my life, I want to give people something to talk about. Amen. Let's worship guys. Come on.